This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Inner Grove podcast. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. I'm your host, Carolina. And you guys, this is a very special episode I was just chatting with a friend and I realized that Inner Growth is turning one. It's the anniversary of the Inner Growth Collective. And that is so special to me. It's so magical and amazing because that also marks the anniversary, one year anniversary of me going full time as a creator, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a host of this podcast. And honestly, what a dream. I just remember moving to New York and feeling so lost and feeling like being a full-time content creator was never going to be a possibility for me. Like feeling like it was never something that I was going to be able to do. Like it just felt so far away. And little by little last year, I took steps towards it. And I think it was a week or two after I hosted the Inner Growth event in New York and rebranded the podcast that I left my part-time job and went full-time on entrepreneurship, or maybe I should say solopreneurship. So I kind of wanted to first honor that and express my deepest gratitude. I would not be here if it wasn't for you guys. Speaking into a microphone, sharing my thoughts, having a podcast, having this platform and having the Carolina Lifestyle as a platform as well. Like it's only possible because of you guys. Like it's only possible because of this community that I have built. And in reflecting about all of this, in case you guys don't know, I have had the podcast for longer than a year. I started my podcast in March of 2021. So it has actually been two years and a half that I've had this podcast, but it was Luna for a year and a half. And then I rebranded it to Inner Growth exactly a year ago. And it became this new chapter for the podcast, one that felt way more aligned with me, with what the podcast had kind of shaped itself to already be. So it was just a realignment. And an even bigger reason why I did the rebrand was because I didn't want Inner Grove to only be a podcast. I wanted it to also be a community, a collective, a mindset, right? So every single listener of this podcast is a member of my community, is a member of the Inner Grove Collective, is is an individual, a human being taking steps towards growing and becoming their best versions of themselves into aligning with more self-compassion, more self-love, more acceptance of themselves, and just showing up better and better every time that they listen to this show. But also I wanted to make inner growth into something even bigger. So I first created a Geneva group. The Geneva group still exists, but I feel like I communicate with you guys a lot more on Instagram these days. I also have a broadcast channel called Good Things Good Energy on Instagram, and I share a lot of things about the podcast there. I shifted the podcast to only having in-person guest interviews, which was a really impactful shift. I feel like it allowed for some really powerful conversations. I also just deepened my relationship with myself and therefore as a host, I had so much change in my personal life, moving to Brooklyn, getting engaged, eloping, starting to plan my wedding for next year. 
and challenging myself in new ways, whether it was through entrepreneurship or training for a half marathon or doing all these things. It's been a year and it's been so, so powerful and I'm so eternally grateful for all of this. I also do want to do more and more things for the podcast. I want to launch physical products. I want to host more events. I think my biggest block with events, honestly, has just been the fact that I feel like this community is so international. And if I was to start event hosting and opening up these events to the community, I would want them to be in real life. And I would ideally want to host them in New York. But I don't know how many of the people listening live in New York. So if you guys are listening and you live in New York or you even don't live in New York, but you would come to a New York event that I would host for inner growth, this could be like a meditation event, a meditation and workout event, a new moon or full moon workshop, vision boarding. Like there are so many things I want to do when it comes to events. The options are unlimited, but I want them to be for this community. So if you are interested in something like that, please let me know. I really want to know if there's actually interest so that I can decide or not to pursue in-person events in 2024. But please give me feedback. I am always open to it. Just message me on Instagram at the Carolina Lifestyle and let me know. And yeah, another thing that has been a growth for inner growth is that I started doing coaching more seriously again this year. It kind of just flowed into my life in the best way. And so now I do one-on-one inner growth coaching. I work with amazing clients. I love seeing their growth and supporting them, guiding them towards an improved relationship with themselves, with their body, with their mindset, with their perfectionism. It has been truly such an amazing growth for me and for the collective. And just it truly has just been something so awesome that I now get to do more frequently. Always looking to support more people. And if you're interested in learning more, there's always information in the description of every podcast episode. There's a little link where you can find out more about how my coaching works on there. But yeah, I wanted to kind of use this moment to first of all, share my appreciation for this community, which I feel like I've already done. But Thank you to each of you who listens, who shares the podcast, who gives me feedback, who proposes ideas, who sends me cute messages of gratitude, who share your thoughts with me, who comment on YouTube, who subscribe, who click the little plus button on Apple Podcasts or hit the bell icon on Spotify and like people who actually engage with me, who actually show up as a part of the community, right? And support and give back and show appreciation, but also Tell me your takeaways. Tell me what the podcast like made you think about. I love hearing these things. Like that's what community is about. It's about leaning on each other and offering support to each other, but also offering resources, also offering support, being able to give and receive. So that all means the world to me. And I wanted to also use this opportunity to dive into the topic of friendship and community. This is a topic that I get questions about pretty much every time I do a Q&A on Instagram. And I also feel like as we get older and as we enter our 20s, friendships kind of shift and they change a little bit and the way that we approach friendships evolve. And so I kind of wanted to dive into this topic because I think we're all trying to figure it out and I kind of want to share a little bit about my journey with friendship, how I kind of like released friends that didn't align with me and created space and attracted friends that did and just offer any, I guess, words of advice when it comes to this area of our life. So with all of that said, let's get into it and let's get growing. 
Okay, so I wanted to, first of all, just acknowledge the fact that we are entering the end of the year. We're entering winter. And I feel like this is a time of year where sometimes we tend to isolate. It's really easy to stay home. It's really easy to just cozy up and not reach out to friends and not get out of your comfort zone and self isolate. And I feel like the collective theme right now when it comes to like research that's been coming out or things that I've been seeing on social media, there's a lot being highlighted around the themes of community and around the importance of community. I saw this reel on Instagram. I don't remember who posted it or who was talking in this reel, but it was like some type of like doctor, I think. And he was essentially saying that the healthiest people in the world are not the people that eat the cleanest or that work out the most. They're people who get five hours of social interaction every single day. And I feel like ever since lockdown and the pandemic and like the ways that our world has changed, it has become more and more common to be cooped up at home in our phones, on social media, scrolling, watching content, or isolating ourselves and not actually having human interaction. And now that there's been some time that has passed since those really, really, you know, isolated moments of COVID in 2020, but now that a long time has passed, we're not in 2020 anymore, right? There has been a collective, I think, desire and search for community and for in-person interactions. And so I wanted to, first of all, acknowledge the fact that it is winter and we're more likely to start isolating and to tell you to not do that, to tell you to be mindful of self-isolation, first of all, because in July and August, I've talked about this in other episodes. If you guys haven't listened to those solos, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But for those of you who have, sorry, I'm going to be repeating myself really quickly. But I spent a lot of time alone in the summer, like way too much time alone. My best friend was traveling for the whole of the summer for like three, four months. My other best friend moved across the country. Pedro started an an office job where he goes into the office four times a week. And I also didn't have any major things I was focusing on. So many people travel and are gone from New York in the summer. A lot of my friends would be gone on the weekends. Another friend of mine moved to Florida. So I spent way too much time alone as a result. And by the end of August, I went on a trip to Brazil with my family and Pedro also came later. We went to this wedding and I would just start crying out of nowhere. Like I was so, so sad and I didn't know why. Like I genuinely didn't know why I was so sad until I had a moment, a deep awareness. Like when I stopped trying to figure out why, I just had this moment where I was by myself one day and I just realized that I was spending way too much time alone. I did not have community around me. I did not have friends. I did not have coworkers that I was seeing regularly. And I was just in a monotonous routine by myself day in, day out. And it accumulated because in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so disciplined. I'm out here doing my breath work and working out consistently and eating healthy and journaling and reading self-help books and doing this, doing that alone. So great. But then eventually it's like it was like little droppers getting added to a cup like it built up to a lot of water and it overflowed at some point and then it started to really affect me mentally and emotionally. Since I got back from Brazil since September, which now is two months ago, I have intentionally cultivated space for community in my life and my mental health is significantly better. I feel so much more excited 
to live life. I feel so much more excited to be here. I feel so much more excited to share myself online, to create content, to record podcasts, to edit YouTube videos. Like I just feel so much more excited because my alone time is now in balance with nourishing community and nourishing relationships in my life that I'm consciously making time for. I have a lot of friends that are long distance friends, but I really think that it's really important to cultivate community in your kind of vicinity, in your local environment, in your city, in your neighborhood. And Pedro and I are trying to manifest more friends, especially couple friends near where we live specifically, like in our neighborhood. We don't have as much of that, but we have a ton of friends in Manhattan and in other parts of Brooklyn and we make time to see them right? We go out of our way. We take the Uber. We take the train. We go and we feel so much better as a result. So that's the first thing I wanted to start off this episode, just reminding you and from personal experience, right? I'm not just reminding you because like I'm saying this based on my personal experience this year and this being something I learned that's very important. So yes, don't isolate yourself, get yourself out of the house and you will be thankful for it. Now, the second thing is I want to dive into friendships overall, how my personal relationship with friendships has changed over time. Just also like kind of get vulnerable about like how I used to feel growing up when it comes to friends in college and then kind of how I shifted my mindset around it and my approach and manifested really powerful friends. And now I feel so blessed to say I have like also like a lot of friends, like a lot of people I appreciate and admire and love and who feel really loving and caring to me as well. So let's dive into that. Basically, I wanted to start I wanted to start out from the beginning because I've never been someone who has a friend group. I've never been someone who grew up with so so many friends. I have memories of being in like elementary school and just feeling really like bullied or feeling really singled out and not having so many friends. And I mean, I think sometimes this is just like immaturity and it's common in elementary school, but I just remember like not feeling wanted, not feeling liked, feeling isolated. And going into my, I believe it was seventh grade, I moved schools and I used to study in a really, really small school. So everyone kind of knew each other. We knew all of our parents. We knew everyone around us. This was in Brazil, by the way. But I didn't feel closeness in my life. Like I didn't feel connection to friends. And there would be girls in my grade, even though it was a very small grade, that had a little friend group. And I just never was a part of it. Like it just never flowed for me. Going into seventh grade, I moved schools. I remember that was like one of the best years of my life because that's when I met my best friend Gabby and my friend Mafe, who was just visiting me for two weeks and so many people who became such good friends of mine. And I was only in that school for a year because after that I moved to the US. And I just formed such powerful friendships that year and then moved countries. And so when I moved to the West, that's when things got like really rough (laughs) because I moved to the Midwest. No one was Latino there. I had a thick accent. I was in my awkward phase. I had like little tiny glasses and soon got braces and I had to like take out a tooth in like the front of my like, I guess, mouth because it was like a baby tooth. So I had to like extract it. So I had like a hole in my mouth for like a year or a year and a half and had braces on top of that. And I was just awkward and it's fine. Like I own it. Like we all have our awkward phase, but mine happened a little bit later than it does for most people. So in high school and 
it was hard for me to make friends. Again, there'd be friend groups and I always would sometimes be included and sometimes I would be included. Sometimes they would loop me in in their plans, but I knew they had a group chat without me and I knew that I wasn't a real part of the group. And that's a really tough feeling. Given all of that, I also was really struggling myself conf- with my self-confidence. I wasn't the most confident person out there. Definitely struggled with that for like many, many years, especially during that phase of my life. And I think that contributed to the energy that I emanated. That said, also like, when you're a teenager, bro, like you are kind of awkward, right? You don't really know everything. You don't really, really know the kind of person you want to be. I think this generation, like the new generation, it's funny because like like some girls look so good and they're so young. But I think it's because of social media and like the era that we live in. So I don't even know if this is still the case, though I do think there are some people that still have their awkward phases even in this day and age. But Yeah, it just like was hard for me. It was tough. I felt alone. I felt excluded. I did not feel like I was part of a group. I did not have close, close friends. Like I would usually like what ended up happening was I made like one really close friend and it was just someone who I like could really lean on and could really count on and who honestly has remained my friend forever. So I have one best friend from my time that I lived in Chicago and then I moved to Florida and then I have one really good friend from my high school who we've kind of like gotten a little distant from each other but like we have a deep care for each other at the same time so got really close to her but then we went on our own individual paths when it comes to college and then in college again I went into college really struggling with my relationship with my body not feeling confident so I attracted people that like kind of matched that energy and I did make some good friends in college people who I still keep in touch with people who I still you know really see consistently and who I love but honestly I attracted a lot of people in my life that like I really did not click with who didn't endorse the best habits for me the culture in my college was just like a little intense like very work hard play hard in kind of a toxic way sometimes and there was a lot of comparison and a lot of competition and it wasn't the most collaborative environment and I think that caused some hostility you know, in between people for me at school, for me at college, like in my classes, but also in my sorority, all these things. So I have had my fair share of struggles. And I feel like a lot of the times in those moments where things felt really difficult for me when it came to friendship, there was a couple of things at play. The first is, as I've mentioned, I wasn't very confident in myself. I didn't know myself. I didn't know what I liked, what I didn't like. I didn't have boundaries. I didn't have authentic self-care. I didn't accept who I was and embrace myself and I didn't see myself in that way and so inevitably I did not attract people into my life who would give that to me as well and so that was one thing the second thing is that what always came up for me was feeling excluded and left out and I had this victim mentality of people are always in friend groups like why am I not part of a friend group and I resisted that for so so long like I thought I needed to have a friend group I think there's also a lot of like social media and maybe on TV and shows and movies that like really glorify and like romanticize a friend group. And I still think about this sometimes. I'm like, damn, I really wish I had a college group of girlfriends because it would be so easy to have them all be my bridesmaids and they already know each other and I don't have to introduce all of my friends to each other all the time. And I used to idealize this a lot. But the reality is that sometimes in friend groups, like you're going to be friends you're going to be more friends with some people in the group and not so close with other people in the group. And sometimes there are friend group dynamics that are also aren't the healthiest. 
don't need to get into that and I don't have personal experience with it, so I can't fully talk about it. But I used to really idealize a friend group until I realized how awesome it is to know people as their own unique beings and to have one-on-one friendships with people that I really cherish because my friendships run really deep. Like the people who I consider my close friends, I really like don't get only to the surface level of them. Like I like to know how they're actually doing. We get really vulnerable with each other. I really like having like deep conversations and being able to connect on like a soul level. That's where quality matters way more than quantity, right? It's way more meaningful to have really deep authentic friendships and a bunch of fake friends. And so I've had to remind myself and really learn that quantity does not matter more than quality. Quality is way more important. Also, to just accept the dynamic that you have in your life. Some people do really well with friend groups. Some people just don't have that happen for them naturally. And most of the time, those people end up just having really meaningful, really deep one-on-one friendships. And how beautiful is it that you get to introduce all these friends to each other and maybe they'll get along. Maybe they'll meet each other and they'll kind of like form a beautiful friendship. And, And that makes the group really eclectic and really unique. And that's also really awesome. So I've had to change my mindset around it. And that's been like the biggest mindset shift for me to get out of this victim mindset about friend groups and just realize that my approach is my approach. And it's a beautiful one in its own unique way. And I also had to realize that like, honestly, I don't really love sometimes the dynamic of a really big group because a lot of the times majority rules, like you might not really get to an outcome or situation or a plan that like you're super excited for but it's just what's best for the group and when you have individual friends you're able to coordinate a plan that feels more aligned with both people or with like smaller group you know so that's something else that I also had to just like get real with myself about like what I personally prefer again everyone is different and some people gravitate towards friend groups while I just tended to manifest these kinds of friendships in my life I also dove into my astrology and learned a lot about my chart. And these are some of the lessons that I'm here to learn about friendship based on my map as well. So that just kind of gave me validation and peace with the dynamic that I was experiencing for so many years. Now, a couple of things. When lockdown started in 2020 and I was home alone, I spent a lot of time by myself. And it was almost like this reset in my life where I really just kind of like took a pause from the college lifestyle that I was living drinking a lot, like definitely over partying and going way too hard in that like zero or 100, right? Like work hard and play really, really hard. I took a step back from that. And that's when my inner growth journey began. I've talked about this in other episodes, but that's when I started meditating, journaling, taking courses, reading self-help books, listening to podcasts, starting therapy, just getting really, really deep and doing a lot of healing, doing chakra work, talking with astrologers and doing card readings and doing Reiki and really learning a lot about myself. And I came out of this pandemic and this lockdown with so much self-knowledge and so much self-love that I didn't have before. And so this personal transformation that I went through and this moment of isolation that was kind of forced on me in a way, at that time, it was forced on all of us, right? It kind of catapulted me into a new environment with friends. But during that moment, I was shedding a lot of friendships. I was distancing myself from people kind of naturally. Like I didn't 
intentionally try to distance myself from people, but that kind of transformation in my energetic field, in my like self-perception, in my routines naturally weeded out people from my life that did not align with that anymore. And so if you're going through a period where you're starting to take care of yourself and you're releasing toxic habits and you're changing your lifestyle and your mindset, there are going to be people who knew the old version of you who are not going to align with the new version of you anymore, who are not going to align with this next level version of you. And they might just get naturally weeded out from your life and you have to release them to create space for more aligned friendships because there are people out there who align with this new version of you, who are able to hold space for all of you, who are able to really see and love the self-loving version of you. And those old friends might not align with that version of you anymore and they're going to naturally phase out. But also, some of them might try to pull you back to your old self. If you keep hanging out with them, you're going to keep reinforcing those old habits that you've moved on from. If you keep hanging out with them, they might judge you for the person you have become. They might not be nice to you. They might make you feel like you're doing something wrong and question where you're going. And so you have to be mindful of that. And sometimes you really have to just like let go of those relationships as much as you might have memories of them and really impactful moments. Like, Sometimes those people just don't align anymore. Eventually, you know, never say never. Like those friends might also have their own moments of healing and growth. And eventually they might get to a point where they align with you again in the future. And so don't think that it's going to be, you know, forever. It might be. There's some friends that it might be, but there are some friends that it might not. And those friends will still might eventually meet you where you are. And so hold space for that moment of grief and that moment of release as well and that letting go and trust. Trust that in letting go of old friends that no longer align with you, you are creating space for more aligned friends, more aligned relationships, people who see you, people who make you feel good about yourself. And it's also really important to to take stock, to do kind of like a, what is it called? Like an audit of your friendships and be like, how do my friends make me feel? When I'm hanging out when I'm hanging out with them, do they make me feel self-conscious? Do I feel judged? Do I feel disrespected? Do I feel like my boundaries are crossed every time? Do I feel invalidated? Do I feel inferior? Do I feel bad? And if that's the case, that is not something you deserve. Like that is not something that needs to be in your life. Like you are making a choice to keep that. So you have to, again, remember your worth. Remember that you deserve really good friends. You deserve love. You deserve appreciation. You deserve to feel supported and lifted up by the friends in your life. And so in letting go of those friends, you might have a period where you might be more alone for a little bit, but you're also creating space for the alignment, for the new people to flow into your life. So that was something that was really impactful in my journey. And I think it was this like pivotal kind of change moment because a little bit after that, I moved to New York post-grad. And for me, moving to New York was also a really transformative moment because New York for me is where worlds collide. There are people here in New York who I know from childhood, people from my high school, people from college. My best friend from childhood lives here, Pedro, who's my husband, moved to New York. We also have built friends together here. His friends from college are here. And this is just the nature of living in New York. Like New York is a city of people. It's a city with so many people. But at the same time, a lot of people feel lonely in the city. And I'm an example, right? Like this summer, for example, I felt really lonely and I was living in New York. I did not travel. I actually stayed in the city. So 
for me, moving to New York was worlds is colliding. So many different people around me, so many different friends I could have and people I could invest my time in. So I've also had to realize like, which friends do I want to see constantly? Which friends do I want to prioritize? Which friends mean a lot to me? Which Because when you're post-grad, when you're starting to work, you're not in college anymore. You don't have all the free time in the world. You have the time before work and after work and you have the weekends. And so what ends up happening a lot of the times is if I don't consciously make a plan with, with a friend, I might not see them for a while, first of all. And second of all, if I do see a friend even, I might not see them next weekend, especially if you have a lot of friends that you want to see. And so inevitably, you start seeing your friends a little bit less. But also, you have to realize that your time is limited. And so the people you spend your time with, you need to be selective. You need to be intentional. You need to really prioritize the people that make you feel good and the people who lift you up. This is this is especially the case post-grad, but I also think this applies when you're a parent, when you're later on in your life. Because Later on, you even have less time sometimes because you have kids, you have a family, you have things going on, you have a dog, you have a cat, you have pets, like things keep being added into your life over time, which makes your time more and more valuable, which means it's way more important to really make sure you're prioritizing the right people. And I think this is like a point I really wanted to like nail down because sometimes I think a lot of people just spend time with people they don't really like. Like they just surround themselves with people that don't make them feel good or they prioritize friends out of convenience or because they're part of a friend group and maybe they don't feel good in that friend group. And it can feel much more easy to be in that comfort zone than to actually go out on your own and manifest new friends or trust that you're going to manifest those friends. And so that brings me to the second part of this conversation, which is when you're an adult and maybe you've done this healing, you know you deserve good friends, maybe you've released those old friends, but you still have not manifested the right people in your life. How do you find community? How do you meet new people? And I think, as I've said, right, for me, when I moved to New York, inevitably there's a lot of people here, but that doesn't mean that I knew right off the bat who I wanted to be in my life who I wanted to be friends with, who I wanted to prioritize as a friend. And so that's been a whole journey of for myself. But if you are in a city where you maybe don't know that many people, or maybe you tend to just primarily see the people from work because it's, again, the comfort zone. It's the easiest thing. How do you find friends who align with who you are? The first thing that I have to say, because it's just part of who I am, is energy is everything. So you have to put out the energy that you are open to new friendships, that you are open to new people coming into your life. Write it down. Guys, I'm not kidding. Like writing down your goals, it works like crazy. Like the other week, I wrote down two of my goals for 2024, work goals. I worked. I wrote them down in my notes app. I'm not kidding. That same week, both of those goals, opportunities came for both of those things. Just because I wrote it down, like I put it out in the universe. I was like, I'm ready for this. I'm open. I'm open to receiving it. Universe, send me the people. And then you have to be open. You actually have to be in that openness. You have to not be on your phone and scrolling with your headphones in and like isolating yourself when you're walking around, when you're in the farmer's market or in the workout class or in the streets. Or I mean, in the streets, I guess sometimes you're warding off some creepy people. But in those environments where you might meet some cool friends, in a party, in, again, as I said, farmer's market, workout class, event. That's the first thing. The energy 
Set the energy, set the intention. Be mindful of your energy and how you show up in the environments where you could meet people, where you could make friends. And then the next step is put yourself in those environments, right? Because it's really easy to self-isolate, to stay home, and then be like, why do I not meet people? Why do I not make friends? You have to take action. So what I always say is go to the local coffee shop in your neighborhood regularly and look around. Are there people there that also go there all the time? Then start to vibe check. Do they seem like cool people? And then just like be freaking bold, like approach that person. Hey, I love your energy. Or like, I love your jacket, whatever, compliment something. Hey, love your energy. I see that you come here a lot too. Like, do you live in the area? I'm like trying to make some friends because I just moved here. Or like, I'm trying to make some friends. Um, I was wondering if you'd be down to like hang out one of these days. Or like, I was wondering if you would be down to grab a coffee or a drink next week. Literally be bold. Like you ne- you never really know until you try. It might be the most awkward thing ever, but you can try. So that can be in terms of coffee shops, going to the local coffee shop regularly, going to a workout studio regularly, going to some spot like the farmer's market regularly, and then looking around. Second thing is community, community and groups. I think this is a really powerful thing powerful tool that we have access to these days because of social media the inner growth community is another example like that's why i want to do more events that's why i want to host these in-person things because i think it can be a really powerful way to bring you guys together so definitely let me know if you're interested in that i'm serious the other thing is run for example like workout clubs like there's a lot of running clubs there's also walking clubs i think it's called city girls who walk In New York, there's a couple of running clubs, like Endorphins is a running club. I know it exists in like a ton of different states. I think there's ones in Florida and Chicago and LA and New York, all these things. Think like Miami, join these groups. It's free. It's on Circle. It's like 100% accessible. Put yourself in those situations. Take action. And then show up. Like go to an event. Go to one of these group things. Also like Eventbrite. A lot of the times there's really cool events going on. Find out about one of those events and go. Who knows? You might meet someone really cool. And sometimes it might not be free, but it can still be an opportunity. Like, for example, with the workout class. Or you could, like, I don't know, try a pottery class. Try a dance class. Pick up a hobby. Like, adult hobbies. I had set the intention to do this in October. And I'm sad that I, like, actually didn't follow through. But I really want to take a dance class and just let out my inner child. So, go to a dance class, go to a pottery class, go to a pasta making class, something like that, and see who you might meet. Like you might meet some cool person. And again, if you're doing that, you're taking action, you're showing up and you're setting the energy. I want to manifest people in my life that align with this new version of me. I want to manifest really kind, really loving people in my life and show up. You're putting yourself in the right situation. Also, If you go to house parties, birthday parties, those are good opportunities to get out of your comfort zone and go up to people. Hmm, How do you know the host? How do you know the birthday girl? And see if you click with them. Because the likelihood is that you are both there because you clicked with the same person. So you might actually get really, so you might actually get along. I think that's a really awesome place to meet people. It's It's a situation where I've met a lot of really cool people in New York. Also, because my work really involves a lot of like networking and like socializing because it's social media, I do go to a significant amount of events and I've met amazing people through events. Like I've met one of my best friends, Maddie, at a workout event for Cacti Wellness. 
we just like started talking because we walked in a, to the event at the same time and I complimented her sneakers and then we just like started ca- talking and then got coffee the week later and here we are more than a year later really really close I call her one of my best friends so go to these events go to classes pick up a hobby go to the coffee shop or the farmer's market or a studio near you or a yoga class or a breathwork class. There's so many opportunities. Just think about what you like. And when you're in those environments, think about the energy and think about the energy that you're in. Because maybe you're not looking for friends. Okay, great. But if you are, be open in your energy field. Show that you're open to meeting people. Be kind. Smile. Compliment someone. Ask them a, a fun question. Like I always love asking people their zodiac signs and like immediately I will know if I'm going to get along with them because if they respond negatively to that I know that they're not really going to understand the kind of person that I am but if they know their sun moon and rising I'm like girl you speak my language so you just have to put yourself in the right situations another example I went to the fitflop store because I needed to shoot content for a brand deal with them and one of the girls who was there who worked with the agency that like was representing fitflop like I was quickly chatting with her. It was very, very brief. I thought she was cool. I was like walking out of the store about to go on with my day. She like comes running out and she was like, wait, this is kind of random, but like loved your energy. I loved what we talked about. Would you be down to like get a drink next week or get dinner? And so we got each other's number and also call her one of my great friends. Like I love her. So I think it's just, you have to be a little bold, but you also have to take action and you have to be mindful of your energy and take a risk, like approach that person, take a bet. And especially if you vibe check, like, especially if you think the person is cool, like, honestly, you can't really lose anything. If they say no, sucks for them, but it's bold to try and it's worth it because what if they turn out to be one of your best friends? You never really know. And the last thing that I wanted to mention about friendships, which is not necessarily about making friends, but it's about your mindset. And it's something that I've really had to learn is that There are different kinds of friends. There are people who are your OGs. They're your number ones. They're your biggest cheerleaders. There are people who have the deepest connection with. It doesn't matter if you live in different cities. If you spend worlds apart, when you see each other, you pick up right where you left off. Those are your people. Like That's one kind of friend. But not every friend is going to be like that. You might have like one friend like that. And that's enough because that type of friendship is so deep. Then you're going to have work friends. Then you're going to have your friends that are only there for the good times. Like there are some people that honestly, like if you were really going through it, they would not be there for you. And you just have to be honest with yourself about who those people are. If you want to have a good time, if you want to, you know, reach out to them because you know they're going to lift you up, like great, lean into them in the good times. But don't expect the same things from them that you would expect from your OGs or that you would expect from your close friends. Then there's going to be the other people who are like soul friendships. Like they're just deep connections. Like they're just people who just get you, right? Those are the people you would go to when you're having a tough time. So learn to compartmentalize. There's also work friends. There's people who are solely your friends because of your job. Like they're solely your friends because of work. And that's okay too. Like they do not have to be your best friends. Like, yeah, you might make a really best close friend from work but most of the people you interact with at work and for work that's all they are sometimes for me that means that like people I go to events with and influencer events and things like that like 
they're not going to be my best friends. Sometimes, once in a while, you might meet someone who might be like, for example, with me and Maddie, but sometimes they're just your work friends and that's all they are. That's all they have to give to you because maybe they have other friendships they're prioritizing. And so you just have to learn how to compartmentalize and how to separate the expectations that you put on these friendships from one another. And again, be patient, trust the process because you deserve good friends. You deserve to be around good people. And again, quality over quantity. I started with that point for a reason. Quality matters way more than quantity. And so having like one or two or three really, really amazing friends that you know you can count on that like are so fun, that make you feel seen, that love you, you are enough. Like you have enough. So also remember that. But just to summarize, put yourself in the right environments. Be bold. Take risks. Like if you vibe check and you like that person, go up to them go up to them get their number get their instagram you know get their number make a plan with them reach out like actually text them when you get their number and then also go consistently to these places right create community by like going to the same place multiple times or pick up a hobby and put yourself in environments where you're doing things you love so that you can meet other people who also love those things And then if you're in other situations like a birthday party or an event or a housewarming or a Halloween party or whatever, like some party or you're meeting your friend's friends, if you really like someone's energy, like go up to them and maybe that will be a good way to also make community. And then last but not least, lean into these online resources like running clubs, walking clubs like City Girls Who Walk, as I mentioned, or Endorphins Running Club. There's also clubs for other interests. And that could be a really interesting way of meeting someone who lives in your city. So, yeah, I really went off on a ramble of this. I was not expecting this episode to be long. I have no idea for how long I've been recording, but I feel like it's been a while. If this episode helped you, definitely let me know. Share it on your story and tag innergrowth.co or send me a DM and tell me if you liked it. Send it to a And whenever there are sponsors, checking out the sponsors. And yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for a year of inner growth. Here's to many, many more. Let me know if you're interested in events. I'll definitely keep that in mind for next year. I'm sending you a big, big hug. So much love. I'm like about to start crying. (laughs) I love you guys. Thank you so much. I will see you next week and hope you have a great day. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com